Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to this session 17 of Guru Bodha. Today we have with us Dr. M. B. Guru Raja, sir. Dr. M. B. Guru Raja is, is an Ayurveda professor and uh, an, a famous Ayurveda practitioner from uh, Shumoga, Karnataka. His center is Dhavala Pentacare Ayurveda Treatment Center. And uh, if anyone, anyone wants his personal guidance or uh, on cases, or to consult him for health issues, he, uh, you know there is video con consultation provision is available with him. Please go to easyayurveda.com/guru-raja. So uh, I I welcome Dr. Guruja sir to this session. Thank you, thank you, Dr. Janardhan. And uh, the, right away, right away, getting into the topic. First one uh, on the agenda is regarding the presentation of Ayurveda medicine information in the in the websites and in in lot of journals in lot of uh, ayurveda magazines many of the ayurveda medicines in youtube channels we also run a youtube channel in which we also share ayurveda medicine information so i had got a comment that should we really be doing that should the patient know all the ingredient list and should the patient uh, should the patient or the general public should be knowing how to use it what is the actual dose so and will it not so if we publish all the contents and ingredients uses dose etc of ayurveda medicines will it encourage self-medication so of course, of course when we publish anything we we, we put it a, put a blank disclaimer that this is just for information or education sake but still how good or how bad it is dr guraja sir kindly share your valuable thoughts on this so it's a basic right of a patient to know the contents and ingredients of any medicine. And uh, I don't mind uh, that he should not be you know, made aware of these things. Once a website or something authentic source and information giving a valuable information about the drug, the combination and um, dosage and everything, patient on the other hand has a faith increased on his or her doctor when she reads or he reads these websites or anything information or a source which matches with what the, his prescribing doctor has said uh, definitely it will going to boost the morale of the patient point number one then point number two is there are a lot of information regarding the dosage and everything. It is a general dosage format. It doesn't fit to each and every individual. Each and every individual has to be prescribed the dosage and everything by a consulting physician. A consulting physician has to take care of that part and that cannot be, you know, stress passed by the patient to go for a self-medication. Self-medication with any medication is always dangerous because you are not well aware of the facts about the medicines and their side effects, their combinations, dosage and many other facts. So it should be very, very careful while uh, going for this. It is uh, just for the sake of information that whether my prescribing doctor has given me, for what reason he has prescribed this drug to me, these things to be known to a patient. And once the patient knows about these things, then he will, his confidence in the medicine as well as in the doctor will increase. So for that purpose and also to enhance the knowledge, because many times even the Western allopathic or other medicines also, there are a lot of information available on the net. So anybody can read. Similarly, for the Ayurveda also, if it is there, it is well and good. It should be a ready reference because not always you can go and consult a book. If it is available in a soft format, in a media, I mean, uh, you know, internet or something like that, it will be very handy for many a times, even for the even prescribing doctor for a brush up or even for a ready reference or some sort of remembrance of what he has forgotten or maybe update himself for many, many reasons. This is always a positive thing. And from the point of a patient, self-medication is always dangerous. You are not a prescribed or a qualified in that. You need to just to understand those medicines and your doctor is the right person to fix the dosage for the medicines. So that is the one point number two we need to understand. And moreover, 
uh, i don't think so it will uh, promote for the self medication nobody will dare to take unknown drug without the prescription it's not a what is a over the counter product it is a prescribed uh, scheduled drugs nobody will going to take it like that everybody are nowadays health conscious they will take a lot of uh, precautions they will consult the doctor and they will take it and it won't, in any way it won't promote the self medication and even our intention of publishing those things on the net is also not to promote for the self medication self medication is always a dangerous one because we don't know the exact uh, the combination and the exact dosage which is suitable to that person so that's the reason we should be very careful in that part of it the otherwise publishing the details of each and every ingredients and how they behave and what the textual references given and what they are doing and latest researches connected to that everything if it is available on the net there is no harm in it that will just boost the information as well as the morale of the patient today also the practice is there that many of the ayurveda practitioners they hide the actual list of ingredients they will just give a mix up a mixture of powders and they will ask the patient to take it without revealing what the ingredients are there in it or what is the composition of the churna that is being prescribed to the patient uh, i mean one thing might be that it, it could be proprietary or it could be a uh, you know kind of a generational in the knowledge of these uh, specific special ayurveda medicines that ayurveda practitioner is getting uh, that he wants to main, maintain the secrecy this period is called as like information age uh, so and uh, you know we we need to be transparent and the you know, patient has the right to know what the ingredients are there uh, in in the mixture or uh, any medicine that is given uh, i strongly believe that it is the right of the patient to know the nature of medicine sir definitely patient has the right to know what is being prescribed to him he should be knowing about all these things and even the, their side effects a possible outcome of the therapy everything should be known to the patient and before sometimes even some drastic drugs which are very sharp in nature that they are been used as a upavisha dravya in ayurveda similarly that chemotherapy drugs in modern so such everything is always they'll go for a consent patient will be explained the things these are the drugs we are going to give and this is going to be the effect and this is going to be the side effects probable side effects then you may have to go for all these things and if you are ready for this you sign the document and then we start the treatment so this is the better way of handling the things and that is the way it is done so the um, uh, knowing the information about the drug doesn't make anybody uh, authorized person to prescribe or uh, just take the medicine so if we are qualified in that then only you should go for it point number 2 is those who practice uh, mixing up their own combinations and uh, hiding the actual drugs present in that and just giving the patient probably what i feel is this is uh, where they try to keep the patients to themselves so they don't want the patient to be moving because they typically the patients have a tendency that they will be consulting a doctor taking a medicine for a time being and suddenly somebody in the family somebody in the close circle somebody says that that particular doctor is very good in treating these type of conditions i have sent that fellow and he has taken treatment from there suddenly he switches from this patient to this doctor to another doctor then he goes on then second thing once a patient gets some benefit then he tries to say that doctor i am in somewhere in us i am somewhere in bangalore somewhere down and i can't come to you can i take the medicines here then the patient may if you are given a prescribed drug which can be available everywhere then patient may take it from anywhere and patient may come, may not come back to him for that purpose so in order to keep all these things as a part of uh, their generation of economy and all those things probably that is one of the important reason they try to keep the patient with them for that purpose they'll make these type of combinations i even i have seen in some kerala practices where two to three asavari stars are clubbed together and poured together and made into a bottle and given and once the bottle is empty then if you want a next dose you have to consult once again doctor so in order to keep the patient with them they are doing all that shit i don't recommend these type of practices if you are good enough and if your prescription has a little real power then the patient will definitely come back to you uh, you should have that uh, you know, uh, giving uh, giving a result uh, that uh, that should be there uh, so it's not a question of combinations second thing 
when you are giving some powder or something like that without labeling it or without labeling the content in that and it is in the open box format or something like that or some reason without any seal then you should be ready to face a bad name where the people from the other field or something they'll say that they have used steroids in that combined steroids into that and this type of the allegations will definitely do come so in order to overcome that and make it a practice that whatever you give it to give it in the form of a sealed one container it is a factory sealed or something like that it is always good otherwise you label it whatever it is there in that in the ingredients that is always a, a better and a fair practice in any system of medicine yeah with steroid i i remember you had uh, shared one of the uh, very long days in 2002 2003 you had shared a, i don't know how i remember all these things uh, you had shared a patient's uh, query that some patient had taken swamala compound from you and surgeon swamala compound now it is rebranded as swamala chaun fresh one of the very highly energy providing tonic you know uh, uh, lack of strength all those things very well so you gave it to her and she suddenly started feeling energetic uh, you know within within a week so she started uh, doubting on uh, you know whether any steroid you have mixed or the company has mixed so wherein your response was that you know let her come to me i mean let, let her send the i mean she she was threatening that she is going to send the chamfrash bottle to laboratory for steroid test and you, you were like relaxed because you did not mix anything you just prescribed you know or from the right from the shelf and you were just relaxed and you were telling that let, let her go to the uh, this one uh, you know uh, lab and if it is tested positive for steroid then i am not responsible i am totally uh, relying on the company information so it will be a headache between the manufacturer and her, her so this kind of transparency and this kind of a uh, you know confidence is, is required like if we start doing our our own things like i mean herbal mixture on our own especially when we are not revealing what it is there and suddenly you know nowadays patients do a lot of testing on their their own and, and laboratories are quite open and you know, available to everyone if they go and test and if they find some certain chemicals then we will be uh, answerable the practitioner will be answerable definitely see nowadays even uh, people if you give a powder they can uh, if they find uh, instantaneous relief they will go and uh, check for the steroid levels uh, sometimes even uh, some uh, powders of our ayurveda may give rise to uh, steroid positive results but we need to understand that a synthetic steroid is different from a natural herbal steroid which is available in the plant because if you are giving any drug containing kantakari or something like that there, there may be a natural steroid present in the drug that may no may maybe there so there we need to understand that of course the tests are also very specific nowadays very clearly it gives out whether it is a synthetic steroid or a mixed one or it is an uh, uh, no uh, very natural one everything will be ruled out and very clearly they give a um, you know uh, results so nothing to worry about these things if anybody is uh, having any uh, even many times i make a thing in the earlier in my practice uh, times as you mentioned 2002 and that time when a patient is if they say that about anything result which is instantaneous and they feel that there is something then, then i say you please go and check if you find any steroid in the drug whatever the amount you have spent on examination or investigation i will pay for it and i will stand along with you to sue that company on behalf of you then that is a confidence level because whenever i select a drug i select from a reputed companies where i believe that they have done a very standard and ethical way of manufacturing so i don't mind we should be very open to these type of uh, things in uh, practice if you are quite confident on your practice and your um, what you call the pre- strength of the prescription then no need to worry about all these things and of course but if you give it to something which is uh, not labeled and something uh, mixturing up two to three things and uh, that is there then always uh, be ready to face the blame that you will mixing steroid or something like that yeah and dr abhilesh eklare writes sir if patient got relief from ayurveda medicine and then he goes to pharmacy and starts treating by himself that is not good for ayurveda so what's your opinion see in india we have got so many medical colleges so many allopathic doctors so many pharmacy colleges so many pharmacists 
but still without any qualification any degrees there are quacks practicing very commonly across the villages and the rural areas of india this is a very quite common practice and ayurveda was a household medicine from age old times in india so there is a tendency that in the rural areas people are knowing about our ayurvedic system of medicines in their own way but they may not be knowing the textual references and how their combinations are chavanaprasha how it, may, it it cannot be and of course whatever if they do it also they are always bounded by the legal consequences and if something goes wrong then they'll be at risk and um, anything if you don't say it also if you don't prescribe it also if somebody has given it's a natural tendency in india what we have observed is a patient comes to us we are given a cough syrup or a combination for cough he got relieved what will do on the next occasion somebody in the family or somebody in the next house got the same cough then he gives you just take this combination which is given to me and it has given me result you just take it then definitely this type of things you cannot avoid it this is not possible to avoid so this is very common and uh, don't worry about that but anybody if you are practicing near to a qualified uh, doctor or a vaidya and is uh, causing a trouble in that then you are always uh, legally entitled to give a complaint again as that person one who doesn't hold any uh, qualifying degrees so to prescribe the drugs then legal actions can be initiated by the local authorities yeah uh, and we sometimes ayurveda doctors sometimes have to take into consideration that the patient is going to self medicate may go to self medication with the prescribed medicines and we have to have some kind of a Uh, we have to give some kind of degree of freedom to the patient in in our mind not saying that you know you go and take it by yourself but we 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 have to take that into consideration and when we are prescribing something which is uh, of a kind of a serious nature maybe with uh, uh, maybe it contains basmas or we are not intending a particular medicine to be given for a very long period of time then we have to Uh, specifically say to the patient that you know this should not be continued be, even if you do not i mean these are medicines which should be taken for uh, a b c d e these medicines are to be taken for two months but this particular medicine should not be continued beyond two months you have to stop it so we have to uh, take into consideration serious kind of medicines and limit and you know educate the patient regarding the seriousness of stopping it when it is required to stop so that is the one point the other thing is if you don't want that your combination or a medicine what is prescribed for the patient number a should not be used to the other patient then you straight away say while giving to the um, the patient number a that this is a special combination which i am prescribing only for you for this condition and don't give it to anybody else that itself is will make the things it will be sealed so it will be used by the fellow and it will not be prescribed to anybody so if you are having any doubt that he may go for uh, dispensing later on to other fellows and uh, friends and nearby you want to avoid that one then you can go for it and joe marine writes what is your opinion about the doctor having a student uh, or an internee present during a private consultation this is very quite a common practice especially in the ayurveda centers associated with ayurveda colleges that those internees will be there my personal opinion is that it is all fine and we are all all professionals and uh, you know the students are also kind of professionals they will not be uh, revealing their own uh, you know patients private information any anywhere else so it's kind of a standard practice almost everywhere what is your opinion regarding this sir one should not feel worried about the internees because they are the future doctors if the future doctors are not properly trained and they are not well versed in their subject and then how they are going to treat in the future so whatever a bodily or a health condition evolved in you and may be a good information for him to learn so you should not feel that that in a private consultation they will so nobody no doubt that is a ethics what we are being bounded in the beginning itself that we will not disclose any information of these patients to any other fellow even to the family members also many times we don't disclose the information 
only and when and this is necessary to disclose then only it will be disclosed so uh, one should not feel uh, something like they you know annoyed or something like that that somebody is there how can i you know all these things you be feel free explain your problem to doctor in front of the attorneys then they will also have certain ideas and they will also have some doubts they will get your clarification and even that will be a real way of learning for them and uh, one should encourage them because see it is something like that somebody has donated uh, the body to the department of anatomy and that will be the basis for the dissection of the young uh, students who are coming to the field of medicine to learn about how the body structure is and if nobody starts giving the body to the department of anatomy then how they will learn then they have to learn it on a simulator models which cannot be 100% exactly the what the body is so but do um, you should not feel embarrassed or something annoyed about the presence of internees or something if whatever it may be usually in a private consultation also if it is a young doctor or young generation it should be entertained they they will be learning the things and that will give them a clear idea of treating things and who knows that someone may out of them may become a good beautiful doctor in the future if it is like um, uh, psychiatric counseling and a very deep personal matters then they can always request the uh, internet to stay out if the situation demands no even in that situation why you want to push out the internet because even internet should also get the information how to counsel in the deepest form things and the deep troubles in front of uh, thing how it should be handled they'll have first hand information it should be learned in that way only so mantra is just consider the internet of the student as another doctor and trust i mean I and mean, we never used to discuss all the you know i mean when we were internists we, and we were you know, standing uh, alongside the other uh, doctor doctors seeing you know hundreds of patients we we never used to discuss all those patient things anywhere outside it's kind of uh, ingrained in a in, in a either the student uh, practitioner to keep the secrets as secret just learn the things usually the students uh, mentality is that if something is there they will be concentrating on the disease part of it they will not be concerned about the who are you what are you what you are doing and nothing they don't have that information or interest in that their interest is that what is the disease how to handle this so that will be the idea of our uh, students and those internees so we should not uh, feel bad or we should not uh, avoid those things and uh, internees should be there if it is there no problem and if you don't want to that internees should be there in your consultation then you should select such a private consultation where internees are not present that is the only option left with anything if you want a best doctor and that doctor will always have a follower junior doctors so the junior doctors will be just will be trained and on hand training that that will be of this nature only so no question of that uh, feeling a bad or something like that and these are the young and uh, future doctors they should be given a proper opportunity to learn and they educate themselves and they get skilled in a particular manner so that they can be um, future doctors and maybe in future some other time that uh, for my own problems they will be the one who treat us so we should entertain them we should not be just no avoid them Yeah, and uh, coming back to this uh, medicine information or general ayurveda information directly going to the uh, public uh, as ayurveda community members you know ayurveda is getting globalized the ministry of ayush is you know every day they are signing memorandum of understanding with one or the other countries and uh, you know, who is also involved now with you know lot of ayurveda getting pushed uh, all around the world so when things are opening up if we keep our medicines ingredients even our approach all those things open out in the public overall it serves the purpose of uh, maintaining transparency and it, it gives a good positive uh, vibe or the good positive uh, stance for ayurveda so we should be encouraging more and more knowledge coming out and people knowing more and more about us definitely we should keep the things open and then only it will be good and uh, which gives very clearly see one of the bad name which is been tagged to ayurveda is that they'll keep everything information as closed circuits they'll keep this information closed circuit and uh, even uh, the previous uh, good old practice is that they never used to tell what is there in the medicine just because that they'll say if we say what is there present in the medicine may not work 
that was the thing which has been told earlier many attempts in uh, folklore practices so um, we need to avoid all these things let the things should be open and very clear what are the content that are present in that but uh, let me add another point here when uh, a yoga or a combination which is been uh, described or explained which contains so many drugs in that for a uh, trained person and an ayurvedic doctor or a, as a young doctor uh, he himself will find difficulty to remember all the ingredients present in a yoga then how can a layman suddenly just comes and read once and remember everything either it is in the sanskrit format or it is in the botanical name format or something like that it will not be easy for them to just do it only they can do is that for a similar condition if i am taking this one you try this one for that can be given to another fellow that is the only thing what we have come across otherwise if you don't want to do that one and mask that combination to be specific to this patient then they say it is a customized product for you you should not be handing over or you should not be trying on any other persons it should not be given it is peculiarly designed for your body nature and your body constitution so if you say these things and give it then they won't issue to anybody else they'll only use for themselves there's a way you can block it yeah and in in the allopathic uh, i mean modern medicine western medicines they also give all the information like what to do if it's overdose consult mm. doctor or do the do the basic things and do this and also one important thing that they cover uh, you know medicine information out in the public is the drug to drug interaction so these medicines should not be taken with uh, that particular medicine and all if some website or you now we also publish all those information in ayurmedinfo.com so if the patient knows knows all those things at least he will be aware of Uh, you know, I mean, a doctor in, in during his busy practice in the matter of fifteen twenty minutes, he may not be able to explain everything. So it will be kind of a ready reckoner for the both the doctors and patients that the medicine information is out there, and it will help both the doctor and patients together, like you said. So. Definitely, it not only help them because many times we are convey we might have conveyed many things to the patient, but may not be hundred percent conveying in a short duration. then if something is there on the web or something on the uh, internet the patient if you are uh, very friendly with uh, technique and uh, this uh, techno savvy then he can uh, re read and study all these things by himself and make convincing that then if any doubts are there he can come back to doctor saying that say, this is what i had developed a doubt after reading these things can you clarify is then it is our duty to clarify those doubts only when you clarify those things then only if they consume it accordingly and then the results are there then definitely they will feel uh, very good and they will become the what you call promoters of ayurveda for future and also they are the advertisers for you so it should be uh, it should not uh, you know uh, block those type of uh, things if they are posing question let them pose i am here to answer if you have the tendency then nothing will happen and it will be always in a positive direction the things will move what is your reaction if, if the patient comes back and says us sir you have prescribed uh, this particular medicine and, and it contains say wasanaba or it contains a marking net or balataka or certain basmas uh, how do you uh, consult or i mean this is for uh, in educating a young ayurveda practitioner how we should uh, tackle that question see very simple if a person comes to us thinking that wasanaba nakshomika kupilu all these things they are the vishadravyas and these things of course they are vishadravyas we never said it is not vishadravya it is vishadravya but how can you prescribe it then i my question comes then how can they made it in the medicine if it is a poison then why they have put it in the medicine there are drugs if you just go through western medicine most of the drugs beyond the therapeutic dosage they are poison but still people are using it so everything has its own limitation and within that purview of the limitation we should use it similarly for vatsanaba or uh, ballataka or even kupilu or whatever it is all these are been subjected to ayurveda medication as a medicine before that they will be subjected for shodhana they will be subjected for purification process once there is a purification their toxic effects are nullified their therapeutic effects are enhanced then only we are using such type of dravyas and moreover these dravyas if you are feeling is an a poison then why they have introduced it to the medicine 
if it is a poison how can a doctor prescribe a medicine I mean a poison it cannot be so it is a poisonous drug or a sharp drug or upavishar visha but it is been subjected for shodhana and purification and that means toxic effects have been nullified are reduced to a great extent then only it is modified in the form of a medicine and it is prescribed in the medicinal dosage or therapeutic dosage then there is no question of any toxicity or toxic levels of problems of course provided these when the nanoparticles or the herbo mineral drugs are there if they are not properly prepared genuinely prepared according to the textual references and methods adopted if you are bypassing it and causing it you uh, know something like in order to curtail and cut down on the production cost if you are doing nonsense then there is a chance of causing damage in the form of a toxicity so we should be very careful in these type of things so try to select the brands and the companies they stick on to the very classical methods or the scientific methods of producing a medicine in a systematic manner and in a prescribed format and in a dosage that will be very right way of uh, selecting the one and using it and i remember one senior professor dr krishnamurthy sir in his practice he, he will openly say that yes this contains heavy metal ingredients they have been purified and processed yes i am in, intentionally giving it for to you to a certain period of time because they have their own therapeutic effects and he is kind of open and you know uh, uh, like free in his approach so no hold back and you know back the science and back yourself that's the reason see we need to be very clearly in our thoughts why you are prescribing a heavy metal see it is not a heavy metal it was a heavy metal when i am prescribing it has become a light metal once it is becomes a varitara floats on the water it is not a heavy metal it is a light metal so don't be in a dilemma that something heavy metal has been given no it is not heavy metal basically previously it was a heavy metal not now now it is in the form of a basma and thus basma is floats on the water varitara it has attained such a level and now it is in a nano size and that nano size particle never never get sedimented anywhere in the body it will be just thrown out of the body it does the all the therapeutic action and goes out of the body nowhere it is found so that is the reason that is the beauty of rashastra drugs we need to understand that of course when particular dravya medicine Uh, containing metals or minerals uh, that is been given like arsenic mercury lead uh, something like that of course they are in original their format they are toxic highly toxic heavy metals but once they are been subjected for shodhana and all these things contain made it to a form of basma and it has attained all the classical features of uh, standard drug of uh, what do you call uh, reka purnata varitara punarbhava nischandrika and all these things if it is very clear then definitely we can use them in a right sense and right manner once it is used in a particular uh, pattern it won't give you any side effect it won't and of course during the process of medication if you check the serum uh, mercury level or serum lead level or serum arsenic level definitely it will be high definitely it will be high because we are giving them but once the uh, therapy has been stopped and the medicine has been withdrawn after 15 days or 20 days or one month then you check it up still if it is high then we need to go for some chelating agent to remove those toxic material present in the body if it is not there then automatically system will only flush them out of the system so usually it won't be a big issue or it won't be a problem provided if you select a right company a right brand and a right medication in a right dosage yeah more open we are more good to the science as a whole and more good for ourselves that patient will start adjusting and referring more and more patients another ayurvedic uh, typical ayurveda mentality and uh, is that oh, i mean he has come to me again and again he has to the patient has to come to me only he should not go out outside that's why i will hide the medicine name or give a you know specific uh, therapy which which i will say that i learnt it from my guru so it's kind of my proprietary thing and because it has spiritual energy only i can do that so these kind of practices in a handle the progress of ayurveda and an an open ayurveda doctor with a scientific mind would be would not mind if the if his prescription is cross checked 
or the patient goes and takes the second opinion from another doctor we should be open for that we should be courageous enough to accept that yes definitely see whatever we write it should be very clear it should be readable and it should be you know understandable by the other person one who is reading very clearly if a patient goes for a second opinion then they should not tell that i can't understand what he has written and why this combination has been given for your condition i don't know you should not pass on such comments so you should be very open and very clear about what what reason you are given it the second thing is when you are prescribing a medicine be clear for what reason you are prescribing it so don't hide the things clearly say that this is because of this reason for this purposes i am giving it and i am anticipating this result from this if it is a result is achieved then that's well and good for that purpose only i have given so we we need to be very uh, you know open and very clear in our approach for what reason we are prescribing the medicines and these particularly the metals and minerals if it is there nothing to worry if these things while uh, consuming then definitely there will remain high in our doses i mean uh, blood but one one uh, one need to understand that there is a difference between just a serum arsenic level or serum lead level or serum uh, mercury level is high is uh, totally different from a toxicity produced out of lead toxicity produced out of uh, mercury toxicity produced out of arsenic is entirely different toxicity has some lakshanas symptoms whereas it's only simply increased in body serum so if it is increased in the blood and it is goes out after some days there is nothing to worry about this pratipati asks so what is guruja sir's approach to treat prameha and madhumeha in general uh, including how to understand nidan and all see very simple if a patient comes to me many a time it so happens particularly in case of uh, prameha and madhumeha and these type of uh, disorders patient approaches for a non healing skin disease the one which is not suppressing he is not a diabetic he doesn't know that he has he has a diabetes or something like prameha or madhumeha his skin condition is not suppressing so then out of uh, doubt when we go for because when the skin is condition is not going to yield are getting results then out of uh, curiosity when we check it up then we will find uh, many a times uh, find that that person is suffering from madhumeha or prameha this is one point second thing there are some certain times patient complains with uh, pains vague bodily pains then also we suspect and of course when we take up the family history which is supporting then we also suspect these are the one areas we think of it second thing for a first time if a patient is getting diagnosed that there is a high blood sugar levels then we need to elaborately check it out because it's a laboratory tool which is supporting to our diagnosis we need to understand whether it is already in the form of madhumeha or it is only in the form of prameha see very clearly ayurveda speaks about what is madhumeha and what is prameha there are 20 varieties of prameha which has been explained out of that 10 are kafaja prameha they are curable so we can keep these 10 varieties under the category of pre diabetic of modern second thing there are six varieties of pittaja they are yapya and there are four uh, vataja they are totally asadhya are they are permanent so once this thing is is understood then we need to understand we need to go for checking the sugars in urine that is very very important from the point of of the what ayurveda speaks about ayurveda says that something which is required to the body is going through the urine is considered as prameha or madhumeha later on any prameha if it is untreated for a long time then it is converted into madhumeha at the last so we need to understand these concepts very clearly when a patient comes to us we need to check it up all the grounds of ayurveda part of it uh, is a sedentary lifestyle consumption of rich carbohydrates as sweets or even dadi or dukda or consumption of milk and milk products many other things then is lifestyle everything we need we can make a note of it 
then after complete this protocol then we can just check it up whether he has a sugar in urine if sugar is present in urine means this is not pre-diabetic it is already in a diabetic stage it is madhumeha so repeated occasions maybe in a gap of three days five days or one week gap you can repeat the process of identification once you uh, try to analyze the value of sugar in urine on three successive occasions if you don't find any sugar in the urine then you can simply there is a rise in the blood sugar levels but there is no urine sugar then it is very clearly it is a pre-diabetic stage it can be reversed the only thing is once there is already a sugar out in the urine and it is in a large quantities even protein is also there triple plus double plus then it is very difficult the patient has reached the age in a stage which is crossed beyond the pre-diabetic stage and it is a clear-cut pre-diabetic or madhumeha so in that condition accordingly we need to select the drugs for the purposes of course when there is a type 1 diabetes where the person has become such a high level of blood sugar and even the urine sugar and even with the medication it is not coming down then he requires insulin so that has to be that is almost pushing the patient towards the very typical type of madhumeha which is very clearly ayurveda says which is asadhya so we need to understand these concepts identify the sugar in urine if it is there on repeated occasion then it is madhumeha if it is not there on in urine it's only present in the blood then it is a pre diabetic stage the things can be reversed so this is the concept we need to keep in mind and practice accordingly uh, thank you uh, thank you sir and we will discuss diabetes it's samrat and all in, in detail in, in coming up coming up classes next topic is regarding the i mean we started this Guruvada session with that uh, regarding Guruji, uh, Ministry of Ayush has come up with a clarification that you know Tinaspura cardifolia is entirely different than Tinaspura crispa. That Guruvada sir clearly made this point uh, because both look very very similar. I'm just sharing the slide with you uh, that you know they both look like very very similar, but there are certain uh, this one so uh, differences between the two. The, on the left side, left side of the screen is terms for a cardifolia, which is the guruji uh, that we use and uh, we love. But the CRISPR is the other one which may produce you know, certain toxic effects uh, or liver damage or whatever. So the, this, uh, this differentiation should be uh, you know, very well noted. Guru Raja sir, can you please go through the you know, differences uh, between these two? Uh, please uh, put those uh, photos, pictures. That will be easier. See, you need to understand this. You observe the petiole being inserted into the leaf. In case of uh, Tinospora cardifolia and in case of Tinospora crispa, there is a very clear cut difference between the presentation. And if you observe there, the venation pattern is also slightly different. And observe the tip of the Tinospora cardifolia and observe the tip of the crispa. And moreover, the useful part, what we, of course, when you're in front of us, if the plant is there, then it is, uh, we can identify it. But many times, the useful part, what we get is that uh, stem portion. You observe the stem. There are a lot of lenticles, projections in the CRISPR, which is absent in case of Tinospora cardifolia. That is a very clear indication that we should not use it when, which is having some projections like uh, thorny projections all over it and uh, we should select such a thing which doesn't contain such things so that is a basic information we need to understand picture speaks better than the words that's why i feel better if it is uh, understood in that sense yes sir. i mean the the venations are kind of very groovy and rigid and the leaf looks thicker in the crispr than uh, it, it uh, the cardifolia looks very softer uh, than yes that's the reason uh, the, that point our narration of CRISPR uh, or you know, what we described uh, was, you know, is again validated by the Ministry of Ayush. Uh, and moving on to the next topic, I mean, this is like two sessions before we, we were discussing like, like, you know, come what may, we have to go with home, uh, you know, homemade foods and women in the family should take charge. And of course, men and other members of the family can 
can play a supporting role uh, in, in that in, in the process of turning our lifestyle uh, into a cooking the food together and eating eating the food together there were a few comments just i want to touch base upon that one one comment was solution to women being busy and not getting sufficient time to cookies husband and other members of the family should join in next is what times are recommend uh, next question was like what times in the day are recommended for food two meals per day is the standard one as per ayurveda uh, whether it is lunch and dinner or breakfast or dinner nowadays lunch and breakfast and lunch combined brunch uh, that style is there so what are your comments on that sir the meal times see if you observe not only in this our younger generation are those people who are friendly and disagree they are always pro for something new see when you are eating same old things they are not happy with that if the same thing been branded with some new name and a new twist to the things same old theory that is nothing but good old wine in a new bottle they are happy with that the brunch and all those things this is the same concept has developed uh, very clearly ayurveda speaks about one has to consume food twice they never say it is uh, lunch breakfast or anything it is said annakala a very clear term they have given two annakalas in a day we need to take it twice so very clearly annakala so whatever the way you want to call it you call it as um, brunch lunch or breakfast or meal time whatever you want to call it you call it it is up to you it is it's a true very typical second thing i wanted to point out in this of course cooking is very clearly at a house a female dominated area it doesn't mean that she has to only do it a male can also do it and in the puranas and the references whenever it is there you just observe it is always said nalapaka and bhimapaka they never give any female name or any feminine names for that this one because when paka has to be done are some prepare and even today if there is some big feast or lunch the people who do it is butter we call it as they'll come as a male their group of people who are doing it so they'll be cooking it so it doesn't mean that only female has to do it but in a family in a small family female partner or a female or the mother who is having a very pivotal role and very important role to maintain the health of the family members and she holds the lot of money can be saved if she doesn't do the things properly then everything will go into waters so she has to take care of the healthy areas what should be prepared for and how it should be prepared and how it should be given to my family members and she has a big role to play if she does it in a right sense and a right manner then everybody's family health will be protected otherwise god only save this country everywhere there will be lot of chaos and there will be lot of problem and that's a reason nowadays when female is going out of the house for maybe because of uh, economical constraints or maybe because of her priority of life or so many thoughts and so many things they started eating from outside straight away cooking somewhere else and somebody is doing it and we straight away eating it and we don't don't cook it at our home or we cook at once and keep it in the fridge and repeatedly take it out and warm it and eat it and once again keep it inside and all these things and using microwave oven and all these things definitely this is going to cause a lot of problem in future so it has to be avoided ahara has to be prepared freshly as and done day it should be done and it should be used it should not be kept for next day so these things are to be very clear in that and of course what should be combined how to combine what should be mixed in what way it should be presented everything has to be systematically done how our age old mother grandmothers used to do it the same thing has to be keep in mind because there's always a healthy way of doing things and of course any improvisation has to be done that improvisation should carry the tag of or they should not be avoiding the previous uh, theories or just uh, ditching the previous theories 
those theories and those uh, practical skills of how to cook it and how to do it it has to be carried forward as a legacy because it is the one which holds the key for the health and also i mean a minor point in what you're saying is is not like a women only should cook that's kind of a uh and my so misogynistic approach but he sh she should be responsible for taking charge that's what we are trying to convey we are not saying that you know women are fit to cook or you know anything in a wrong sense now everybody in the family have uh, has certain responsibilities and probably the kitchen responsibilities are best handled by women that's how the structure of the family is built what but what i have observed is um, usually something big a truck 20 tire truck or something wheel truck or something like that big big trucks usually it is handled by men but miniature things so fine things which is always done better by women so family is usually a small unit with few members where she is the one who can handle it very properly particularly the kitchen and of course when men are doing outside some work to earn their livelihood then women has to do it if both men and women both are working in a family then of course they both has to find out some time together to cook for themselves because they are trying to earn money in order to keep up their you know progress and health and everything and if they spoil their health then they are to lose their money what they have earned to gain the health so we need to be very cautious we always try to understand in such a manner that uh, we go to doctor and uh, we get the help and get admitted in the hospital and now we got a help we are all happy that we know that from where we got help but we doesn't know where we lost the health uh, that should be kept in mind so what the things wrong things we are doing it which leading to the spoiling of health then after doing certain medication and regularly doing things and getting trying to overcome these uh, bad effect and ill effect of the wrong deeds so it is better do it in a right sense in a right manner and cooking in a proper way proper combinations eating them in a right time is always good and and it's also kind of a matter of self discipline also that you know we may do a wrong thing uh, eating rest in restaurant food we may feel better now but over a period of time these wrong mini habits kind of compound to become a, to big ill, ill health sometime in the future in the form of cancer or diabetes and all but when when we really wake up that that you know that the laziness that we showed pre, in in our previous lifestyles the lethargy that we showed and the rules that we broke may come back and haunt without giving a chance to recover at all so uh, every day we need to be like disciplined uh, both mentally and also physically to keep our uh, health clean definitely that that's the key tool that we need to have a physical activity as well as a mental stubbornness should be maintained and uh, once we try to maintain these steps in a right uh, direction as per the prescriptions of ayurveda and the protocols laid down it will be very good in order to keep up the health because health is a big issue uh, which may end up in lot of money being poured in or even you can lose a lot of money in that area so in order to avoid that just follow the disciplines laid down in ayurveda in order to keep your health in a proper position and a proper right uh, in directions and it is uh, better that follow the dinacharya prutucharya sadvrutta and proper food avoid viruddha aharas consume food only when you are hungry right type of combinations uh, in a mita quantity and all these things It should be kept in mind. And Pratipaji writes, it it also helps making a compromise of cooking at home. Uh, for instance, I work full time, but I like to make my meals fresh. Uh, I I don't go for elaborate recipes. I pick easy recipes and also don't go overboard on chopping all the vegetables to perfect shape and all. uh that that takes a lot of time away a lot of modern practices force us to make fancy elaborate meals and cook cook meals twice a week and keep it keep keep on warming it every day and uh, eating it and and this instagram uh, style of preparing dishes and you know uh, making it 
perfectly looking for the picture may not be for the coming it, it should be pleasing to the eyes has made our expectations from food uh, to an unreasonable high position see very simple ahara is a rasa pradhana dravya it should be tasted through the tongue but now we are giving importance that it should look good to the eyes we are trying to perceive the senses of food from a wrong sensory organ that should not happen it should be tasted through the mouth or the tongue and it is not just when this good looks good uh, all those looks good doesn't good uh, do good to the body so we should be very clear in that vyoma ji writes is there a regular practice i can include in a day every day to reverse any effect of laptop screen on my eyes computer vision syndrome is kind of common castor oil or ghee made powder is uh, good recommended to be applied in the morning or would you explain the process of uh, uh, any eye strain relieving process sir internally consuming a cow ghee is always good for the eyes so you can go for it still if you have got a good better consult doctor and uh, go for a prescribed dosage of mahatrifulaadhyagrata or jeevantyaadhyagrata in a prescribed format regular consumption that will also help you then trifula kwatha i wash after a workout I mean entire day if you are working it at the end of the day if you go for a trifula kwatha wash for a few minutes then it may reverse these effects yeah that trifly is like ranhara and amla being cool and you know overall uh, really helps to take the strain away next is um, pradipaji asks also please suggest the ideal time to food should be consumed within after cooking i, I have read in bhagavad gita that you know where uh, shri krishna paramatma explains uh, satvika rajasika and tamasika foods and he explains that one which has passed one yama that's 3 hours that is considered as tamasika uh, this shloka in shrimad bhagavad gita your opinion regarding this see the maybe uh, we'll keep it aside as and we'll try to approach it in a scientific manner maybe that is a truth at those times and the vessels and containers were something different earthen parts and this and they might have you lose their temperature by the time that's the reason they are said and there is a possibility of contamination or maybe because of the growth or something like that so maybe because of various various reasons they might have said all those things but in present situation when you are preparing the food in a very neat atmosphere and trying to keep it up in a quite good uh, hygiene practices and uh, definitely in a containers which retains their heat and containing the things of course uh, better you should eat those prepared food when they are still hot or warm that is one thing what we can say of course now we have got many containers and vessels which retain their heat for a longer duration but thing is that once you prepare it you eat it as per your agni if you are feeling hungry there is no time to wait for the things to be no we can go ahead and eat what can be prescribed in cases of anemia or vitamin d insufficiency when the client refuses to take any lohas or basmas a typical problem in us maybe and they are totally vegetarians how to address the issue of anemia and vitamin d insufficiency no why a patient doesn't want to take the iron or loha loha basma or mandura that is the most convenient one which is uh, giving results also if you avoid it then in what sense they want it it should yeah. be given it should be given you, you have to convince the patient that this is the one because our body has iron in it so you why you are saying that not to take iron our body has iron iron is required that is in the traces and we are also giving in the traces and what even the modern medicine also gives in the form of ferrous sulfate or ferric sulfate the same thing ferrous oxide same thing that is also iron so iron is required uh, you can go for it in the form of thing and if patient doesn't want to take it then we have to go for something like ayaskriti of course that also contains a traces of iron in it and without that it is not possible 
in case of any anemia or hemolytic jaundice or something like these are things usually aarogyavardhini or ayaskriti or punarnava mandura or navayasa loha these type of combinations are useful and if you don't want to go for any mineral preparation or metal preparation you want to go only purely um, herbal then the option left out is only for you is punarnava uh, dadima and amalaki and these type of things this um, refusal to take iron even by the patient doesn't, doesn't make sense just because it has like basma is like loha basma is just iron and even even in the Uh, the calcium the modern calcium uh, calcium supplements they are you know taken from coral and all so uh, so many people many manufacturers write that it is like coral calcium they market it that way it's purely an ayurveda concept isn't it sir shankabasma pravalabasma that we definitely these are from the natural sources it is not uh, factory made so when these uh, minerals and metal our body has lot of such minerals different part of the body has a lot of minerals in our body so that requires replacement is must so we should not have a you know bad opinion regarding this by reading some other things which is not authentic or not genuine about the science if you start going on commenting on that part it is not a right way of doing it and the word basma has unfortunately has got a little taboo that oh it contains basma I should I avoid it i mean it's, it's a shankabasma is just calcium it's it doesn't have any other ingredient other than calcium similarly iron so i mean you know we i mean we have a lot a lot way to go and i have talked to many i with a practitioners from us and uh, and i just i usually ask a question like considering us us population of 330 million uh, 33 crores how many people have Uh, heard the name ayurveda or how many people know maybe say chavanprash or amla so what i usually get the answer is 1 to 2% only have ever heard the name ayurveda in us and also i believe the same case being in europe and australia and all so we as ayurveda practitioners we are not only practicing at the same time we are encouraging the Uh, you know we are imparting the right knowledge to the patients taking them into confidence and uh, not saying that it's just my own ayurveda kind of thing and that's this a big business there that it's my own ayurveda like i learned it from my guru and my guru selected me in particular and imparted this knowledge to me and it's kind of unique to me i mean not going that way otherwise we will have like bikram yoga and you know other, other things which we, yoga went which we should not be going there so keep open keep transparent keep learning and keep imparting the knowledge that should be the message probably sir your your final comments on this that i have learned it from my guru and my guru has given his powers to me and i am treating with these things to some extent it is okay but more or so it is a promotional tactic and it is just to keep the patient to themselves for that purpose it is been told in these things of course certain times people uh, one who is really genuine and uh, he has done lot of uh, you know, meditation and even some sort of skilled uh, material uh, he has done it in that situation there may be some skillful technique he has learnt and that may be a good that if you want to have that particularly for for example in acupuncture or acupressure it is a skill learned through a guru uh, then if he is able to do it and he cannot I mean, uh, similarly uh, all persons cannot be a good surgeons there are uh, surgeon, surgeons which they do a very less bleeding and they will finish up the things in a very fast manner so that skill comes by practice and if that is done then it, it is skill we need we need to give credit to that skills but just for the sake of promotion if you say that i only have this power and my guru has provided me and this i, I don't agree with these promotions that is not a right kind of promotion for any scientific uh, fraternity or even scientific medicines so ayurveda is a very very real scientific way of living and it has promoted and the acharyas our earlier acharyas they have given a lot lot of information without any taking any royalty or fees from us 
we are given a huge knowledge library to us and how can we become so mean that i cannot share my this knowledge to my next generation it should not be the knowledge should be kept open let them enjoy and the more and more people come into the fold of ayurveda automatically the importance and the weightage and the information everything grows yeah it is knowledge i mean ayurveda sometimes considered as jnana ganga the river ganga i mean more it flows more pure it becomes and you know more people get nourishment so that should be there i mean that should be our mindset as ayurveda stakeholders and promoters so with that uh, thank you one and all for your active participation and thank you guruja sir so we are so happy thank you so much sir thank you thank you all the participants thank you janardan